Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie, and I have a very special author spotlight episode for you. I am so excited to be bringing these back. This is author spotlight number 13. I know I haven't done as much of these lately, but I love, love doing them. I love talking with authors. Today I have Jamie Grace. She wrote Finding Quiet, My Journey to Peace in an Anxious World. And you may recognize that name because Jamie Grace is a two-time Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, speaker, and actress. And so I don't know if you've heard her music, but I told her when we talked before I clicked record that I'm a huge fan of hers and I've always listened to her music. Um, Go check her out on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to music. She has incredible music and now she's a writer. And it's so incredible to hear from someone that I knew about years ago that I loved their music, but I didn't know her personal story. And so her story is so inspiring, friends. It's such an incredible book and it just shows the power of God. It shows how he can redeem anything. He can transform our lives. He can do so much with us. He can use us as instruments for his work in this world. And so I love this book, Finding Quiet. And Jamie Grace is a mom too. And so she knows that quiet is not always literal. And we talk about that in this interview. And we're going to talk about letting go of control. Do you struggle with control, friend? I know I do. So I think we all need to listen into this conversation. I hope it uplifts you. I hope it inspires you. And I hope you love the very simple action item she shares with us at the end. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Jamie Grace and go check out her new book. Go get it from Amazon or wherever you like to get books. Finding Quiet, My Journey to Peace in an Anxious World. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie Grace. I am excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. You're so welcome. And everybody... If you don't know Jamie Grace, you may know her by her music. <laughs> uh, she's a Grammy-nominated singer and songwriter. She's a speaker. She's an actress. Like, Jamie is the real deal. She's down to earth, too. We were just chatting for a few minutes before I clicked record. <laughs> and uh, she's a real person, you guys. <laughs> and she wrote this awesome book. And we're going to talk about this. It's called Finding Quiet, My Journey to Peace in an Anxious World. And so... Can you start out by letting us know what does a season of life look like for you? And can you just share a little background about you and for the people that don't know about you and some of your battles that you've fought personally and kind of why you decided to write this book in the first place? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so when I was 11, um, I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, OCD, ADHD, and anxiety. Um, and I, I feel like if you meet me today, I personally, I guess, because they're my own like struggles and everything, I feel like it's very obvious that, that I'm not neurotypical, um, and that I'm, you know, an odd human, if you will, um, <laughs> or just a unique human or however you want to phrase it. None of those words really bother me, but I feel like it's pretty obvious, but, um, but at the same time, I also recognize that, um, that I have grown a lot and I've changed a lot, um, in a positive way. When I was a kid, I, I just battled like a lot of health problems and you know the main thing being my Tourette syndrome which excuse me is a tick disorder um, that makes you make movements and sounds that you can't control and the severity of my tics was 
Um, it was so much so that, you know, my arms and my legs, my neck, like everything was constantly physically ticking. And then I was constantly vocally, like having vocal ticks as well that made it, you know, where I would stutter and have a hard time speaking sometimes. And so um, I was just kind of not really healthy. I was seldom feeling okay. Um, and uh, I've definitely come a long way from that, you know, just uh, growing up and different therapies, um, different medication and stuff like that, that we, you know, went on and off with. And so I've definitely come a long way, but at the same time, the reason why I say that I feel like I'm kind of the same person is because I'm still on that same journey at finding quiet. Like, even though like my tics aren't as prevalent and uh, physically harmful, um, you know, I'm still struggling with dealing with things in life that I can't control just as any other human is, you know, um, I'm still finding my confidence and my joy, even in the midst of having um, a health diagnosis that's not perfect, you know? Um, um, mm-hmm. and so, um, so yeah, so I'm like, I'm kind of the same kid that I was, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also very different. And I really just wanted to write this book to talk about that. I think sometimes we kind of, as a culture, we can be like, okay, well, when you get, you know, when you get this job, everything's going to be okay. Or when you finally get married, everything's going to be okay. Or if you, when you have a kid, no, it's when you get three kids, like, or when you have this house, when you drive the minivan that has automatic doors, not the ones where you have to use your biceps, like, when you get to this point, everything is going to be okay. And it's like, no, like, that's not true. Like we're always going to be on a journey of fighting through a very broken world and trying to find joy and peace and quiet in the midst of it. And that's okay. Like the beauty is that we're not doing it alone. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. that is what's okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. And so you are married and you have a little one, right? You, How old I is do, your little yeah. one? Yeah, um, my husband's name is Aaron, and our little Isabella is one. Uh, for context, nice. she is 16 months old. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning that one mean does not mean the same thing to every person. So people, yes. mo- moms are usually looking at me like, well, what kind of one? So <laughs> <laughs> 16 months, 16 months. That's true. <laughs> yes, I know that age well. So busy. So, so busy. Yeah. And she is so, so busy and um, she's so talkative. Oh my yes. goodness. <laughs> oh yes. The girls usually are. Our boys can be too. My son's kind of talkative, but yeah, girls, first girls, I definitely think they're super talkative. <laughs> and so you have yeah. a busy life and you're, you know, talking about this awesome book and, you know, sharing the gospel with everybody. Like that's just really incredible. Um, I think it's just mm-hmm. amazing when, Yes, when you can wear all these different hats, right? <laughs> and I yeah. think as moms, we often do. <laughs> right. I feel like my career prepared me for motherhood. It's like, because mm. I, I did not like, I understand that my mom did a lot growing up, but man, it's like, it's like every day there's a new room to organize and like, that's totally oh, yes. fine. But like, <laughs> but it's just like, I'm like, man, touring prepared me for this, like traveling as an actor, singer, writer, blah, blah, blah. Like all that stuff really prepared me for motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. And so, you know, something we talked about before I clicked record was that motherhood, you have to let go of your control. Like there's so much you can't control. You can't control this little person, even though you thought you probably could, because, you know, that's what all of us think when we're first time moms. (laughs) And so today we're going to talk about control. And this is one of the things you talk about in your book. Um, Again, that's called Finding Quiet. And so the chapter is called The Desire for Control. 
um, that chapter really, it's chapter six and it stuck out to me because Mm. probably because I struggle with this and it's something Mm -hmm. that I try to let go of on a daily basis. I try to pray my surrender prayer in the morning, (laughs) be like, God, I give you all of this. Um, and so most of us struggle with this. Most of us struggle with trying to control things that just really aren't within our control. And so can you share your personal journey and maybe speak life for those listeners who are struggling with this too? And I know it's totally a journey. Like none of us are fixed, quote, quote unquote, fixed from this issue right. because we're fallen human and we need God to help us with these things. But I know you've really worked on living in God's freedom and learning to just really choose the good, receive the gifts from God and not focus so much on what you can't control. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things when it comes to motherhood specifically, something that helped me that was just so like insanely powerful is that without planning at all, my sister and I, we were pregnant at the same time, um, which I totally, you know, respect that some people might plan to like, you know, be like pregnant when their sister or best friend is like pregnant or something. But as close as my family is, that's just one conversation that we just don't really have with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like we went to go, my husband and I, we were like, let's go tell my sister and her husband that we're pregnant. You know, they've been married for like 10 years. So I was like, I didn't even really bother them about it. I was like, you know, I don't want to bug them about when they're going to have a child. So uh, we went to go tell them that we were pregnant and they were like, so are we. So uh, my nephew was born eight days before my daughter. And that's been one of the best things ever is to have somebody to walk alongside me. Um, And I talk about that a little bit in the book, how she really has helped me even with like leaving our daughter, like with our, with our parents or like leaving my daughter, like with our parents, like that like, it's going to be okay. You know, like if she yes. doesn't eat the exact meal that she would have eaten at home, like <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yep. It's like, now, like if I had the kind of mom that was like, yeah, we're going to feed the kids some, um, some dirt, like that'd be different. Um, <laughs> you know, like, but I know like she'll be taken care of. I know she will be loved, you know, she yes. might, you know, drink a little more juice than she drinks at home, but is she going to be loved? Will she be taken care of? And I get some people listening that that might be their total, you know, uh, absolute no, no, but it's just learning how to let go of all the things that I think are my responsibility. Um, you know, and also being pregnant with my daughter helped so much with that. You know, I have talked about wanting to be a mom since I was seven or eight years old, but, um, I actually never thought about being pregnant. Um, cause I always thought about adoption and foster care. And so, um, it, and I was, very like severely single for a long time and so it wasn't (laughs) until I like fell in love and got married that I started to think like oh what would that be like you know to like actually birth a child and uh when when I got pregnant like I was so excited but I just wasn't prepared for the amount of things that I wouldn't be able to control I wasn't prepared for the changes that my body was going to go through I wasn't prepared for the fact that strangers would want to touch said body, um, yes. you know, and like pat my belly, like, like it's a little, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, like a genie's head or something. Mm-hmm. I just like, I wasn't prepared for the labor and delivery process. Like, um, and then, oh my goodness, like I tried to somewhat prepare everybody. It was like, you need to have a birth plan, you need to have a birth plan. And I was like, that just, to me, that sounded like a recipe for disaster for to have a birth plan personally, because mm-hmm. I knew that if it if it didn't work out, then I was going to be like that one lady in the maternity, like hallway that was just like, everybody fix it. You know, like I just knew like yes. I didn't need to have that. And so that was kind of 
something that I started when it comes to motherhood, something that I started to try to practice even during pregnancy is like, there are going to be things in my motherhood experience that I can't control. So I was like, let me just start now. Like, Mm -hmm. let me start by Mm -hmm. surrendering control with things that might seem really minuscule and things that other moms maybe don't have to think about, but I know how I am when it comes to wanting my plans to work out. And so like, I started with small things. Like my doctor was like, you know, let's, what do you want to do on your birth plan? And I told her, I was like, I actually don't want a birth plan, you know? And of course there were a few required questions, um, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I actually don't want one because I know that I I wanted to consciously start embracing the fact that I wasn't sure how things were going to work out. Um, And so that was like one of the first things was like, even just pregnancy taught me so much about like, you don't run this. Um, (laughs) So I just started making conscious choices, but but like you said, like it's a journey. I mean, it's it's a daily decision to just like surrender to the Lord and be like, God, I really want to run this. And I think that's one thing that's helpful is like owning the fact that you know you want to run it, mm, but like that's good. knowing that you can't. Because if we like try to avoid it and act like, oh, I don't have control issues, I'm surrendering. Like if that's what works for you, congratulations. But <laughs> what works for me is like that I want to run everything but knowing that mm-hmm. I can and yes. honesty is what, what helps, what helps me get through the day. Like, oh, I really wish I could go ahead and plan what college my child goes to. So she doesn't face the same struggles that I did, but alas, I can't. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And it's so simple, but very, very profound. And I've said that on the podcast before that the simplest tips are the best because, you know, like you said, we can't really trick ourselves or God, you know, like you might as well just admit that you want to run things. You might as well just admit that you have some control issues because then that actually gives God some opportunity to work with you because if you won't even admit it, then what, you know, you're just, you're just hiding. That's not freedom. That's not peace because you're not being real. Might as well tell God the truth. Like, okay, God, I really want to control this but I recognize I can't. So here I give it to you. Um, I love that tip. Is there anything else you feel like has helped you just kind of choosing things like you talk about choosing patience, choosing joy, choosing love, instead of trying to control choosing these really good virtues and these, you know, fruits of the spirit really. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Like in your daily life? you know, practical mm-hmm. ways. You know, I think because I'm such a literal person, like sometimes I can get caught up in the literal action steps. So like for me mm-hmm. to write a book called Finding Quiet, like I'll be like, okay, because I'll try to like actually do the stuff in my book when I have to talk about it. Cause like, I kind of forgot, like I wrote this book like two years ago. So I'll be like, <laughs> okay, let me like, let me like find quiet. Let me turn off all the noise in the house. But that's just not practical for a lot of people. Like, especially, you know, moms, like, and I like to, <laughs> I like to tell people like, cause I just think it's hilarious. Like our daughter, she does not just like come in the bathroom when I'm using the bathroom she brings my ukulele and starts requesting songs. And like, oh, so I'm like, okay, like I cute. literally, like, yes. Okay. Super cute. I'll send her to your but house. But also like when every you're day. To potty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
be like, Bella, Bella, take the ukulele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it would just, just uh, like, serenade uh, the screaming from my two kids. So it would be right, perfect. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she just like wants she wants me to sing her songs while I'm on the toilet. And I'm like, that's okay, not gonna happen, yeah, you know? That's a lot. <laughs> so, but but no, it's it's cute in retrospect. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, and so I I have to embrace like, okay, it's not always gonna be literal, right? Like we're not always mm-hmm. going to be adding able to have literal actual quiet. So we need to be intentional about what other kind of noise we're adding that we don't need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a little bit of like tough love. So I like to preface this by saying, I'm not telling people to turn off your show. But if you're not in an emotional place right now, maybe just pause it, come back in the morning. Um, but, you know, sometimes we can get overwhelmed by like, okay, I heard this on the news about this political situation that made me upset or made me apathetic. I don't really even care. I saw this thing on social media that made me feel insecure, made me compare myself. You know, mm-hmm. my spouse did this, my spouse didn't do this, my child didn't do their homework, my child is not doing great the whole potty training thing, whatever it might be, you know, my job, my boss, my professor's school, my new business that I'm starting, my bank account, whatever all of this noise is that is happening in our lives. And what we can start to do is add unhealthy noise on top of all of that. So what mm-hmm. we then start to do is, okay, I'm frustrated. I need to detach. I'm going to put on some music or I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to deal with these emotions. I don't like, I'm going to have a hard time going to sleep tonight. So I'm going to turn on a movie that'll help me detach and remove myself. And I'm going to deal with these feelings in a few weeks when they revisit instead of dealing with them right now. Or one of mine, which is a terrible habit that I've picked up recently, is just opening my phone and scrolling through TikTok for 10 or 15 minutes. And just Mm -hmm. like, instead of actually dealing with the fact that I'm frustrated or overwhelmed or grieving through something, I'm just adding more noise. And it doesn't mean that it's, it doesn't mean that it's bad noise. Like it might be inspirational TikTok. It might be a moving documentary. It might be a phenomenal podcast, but it's could be. It could, keyword could, it could be an unhealthy practice of adding noise when we could instead sit in whatever it is God is allowing us to be in and deal with that, pray through that, be honest about that, process that, journal it, call a friend, call our therapist, work through it instead of just adding more noise. So finding quiet is not always literally tell the kids to go down the street so that I can have a quiet house. (laughs) But sometimes it's what kind of noise am I adding that I do not need right now? That's so good. And I am a hundred percent on board with that. I, I notice mine isn't TikTok, it's Instagram or Pinterest. Yeah, um, oh, Pinterest. That's oh. the one I go to. It's uh, it's dangerous. Yeah. That a home, the or home I'll design. Start, girl, or I'll do the thing where <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Like this is, and maybe this is just me, but I'll do the thing where I'm like, I don't feel like cleaning up this house. Let me just hop on Zillow and look at a $5 million house that yes. I know I like. <laughs> I'll just do this for an That's hour. It'll funny. make me feel better. <laughs> yes, I know. Like, okay, I'm not happy with this. So let me see if I can find some happiness on my phone. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us do that. And it, like I said, with being honest with God, you don't leave room for him when you fill it up with noise, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I've noticed. He's not going to work when I'm distracted with social media. He, I mean, he can, 
he's God. He can do anything, but he's not going to force his way in. He's such a gentleman. And so it's not until we get quiet inside of ourselves and like open up to him that he's like, okay, oh, there's some space for me. Hey, great. And so again, God can work through anything because he's God. (laughs) But I definitely have noticed in my life when I put the phone away, you know, don't worry about everything else going on around me, outside of me, like outside of my control. Um, and just, yeah, it's just an inner quiet. And, and that's where peace is found. It's true. Um, it's so, so true. And is there anything, you know, mostly moms listen to this podcast. And if you're not a mom, I still love you. Keep listening. Um, <laughs> but, but mostly moms listen. And so what do you think is one thing they could do today? Like one thing, like just sitting in silence for five minutes or turning off their phone for an hour. Like what's one thing they could just do today? Just very simple, not overwhelming, just something to find that inner quiet because we all want that peace. We're all searching for it. And, And what would you say is the way to find that today? Yeah. I mean, I, you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, it's, it's starting with that practical, literal quiet time, you know, for some people, they might feel ready to start with, you know, five or 10 minutes of quiet. If you have a personality, anything like mine, you're ready to embrace 30 seconds of quiet. Um, and then you might need to do that for a week and then build your way into 60 seconds and build your way into five minutes or something like that. Um, it really just depends. You know, I think, we have to stop being intimidated by quiet time. Um, I know two examples that I have always heard about and I've been guilty of. And one of those is when my husband and I are in the same room and we're not speaking, maybe we're on our phones or something. I will immediately start to think um, that he's mad at me and I'll immediately start to think that like, oh gosh, like this is the end. Um, And then I'll ask him what's on his mind and he's, 90% of the time thinking about what Tom Brady's going to do next weekend. Right. Um, Nothing related. (laughs) And then the second thing is I've always heard that when children are quiet, there must be something wrong. And um, I I think (laughs) that we oftentimes we pick on our children too much because I've had so many times with my daughter and other kids as well. I, I've, several years off I was a kids pastor for a while that's what my bachelor's degree is in like child youth development there are so many times where a child is quiet and if you turn that corner they're reading a book or Mm -hmm. they're holding like a piece of string just trying to figure out how long it is um and and we often and and sometimes you know my daughter is digging all up in the toilet like I'm not gonna just act yes (laughs) he's not a curious child that makes very interesting choices as well but you know I I think about like how I think about how comfortable my husband is in that quiet space. I think about how comfortable my daughter is in that quiet space. And of course we can look at the psychology and things and we can see why a lot of times wives and moms, especially in traditional households, if the, you know, what we call traditional households, if the husband is primarily, you know, working and the mom might stay home or might also have a job, but she's still doing a lot of the caretaking for the children we know why women are naturally a little bit more stressed out, a little bit more overwhelmed. I'm not discrediting that, but I am saying that there is something that we can learn from the people around us and something that we can learn from our children that can sit down with something oh so simple and just embrace quiet. And so start with 30 seconds. When that starts to feel really comfortable, 
you got to move it up so that it feels like a sacrifice because it needs to be a sacrifice because we need to humble ourselves to sit in that quiet, whatever pain, fear, grief that we're running away from, we need to feel it so that we can heal from it and so that we can hear from God in those quiet moments. And it's hard if you're anything like me, because I'd rather talk, but it's absolutely me too. Yes. It's so (laughs) worth it. Thank you. I usually say start with five minutes, but thank you so much, Jamie Grace, for saying 30 seconds because (laughs) friends, you can do it. Anyone can be quiet for 30 seconds, even a four-year-old. You can do it. I believe in you. And I'm so, so grateful that you hung out with us today and took time to chat with us. And again, your book is called Finding Quiet. Everybody Mm -hmm. check out her book. It's coming out this month. I'm so excited about it. And yeah, where can people find you? I know they're going to want to connect with you after this. I know you're on Instagram. Should they go to your website? Where should they go? The easiest place to find me is on Instagram at Jamie Grace H. Um, If you don't know, and you're just and you're you know you're listening to the show, just to make it easy for you, I'm the only Black Jamie Grace that I know of on Instagram. Um, (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I just want to make it easy for you guys. Just we got to be real. Um, And so I'm on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, Facebook. Literally, I I love social media so much. Um, And so I'm I'm on all those places. Um, And my book is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, but if you're just itching for a signed copy, you can go to jamiegrace.com and get a signed copy. But if you like Amazon, like me, then just buy it from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Two day shipping. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It was really fun talking with you. Oh, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you. Wow. I just said, thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys, you listeners out there. We can't see you, but we love you. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>